Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikucci and you are listening to the Jazzy's Podcast. Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call The Jazz is Podcast, and is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Joining us today is Kayla Waters, a true virtuoso of the piano, an exceptional composer and a visionary producer who is quickly establishing herself as one of the top names on the contemporary jazz scene. Her recent creation, Presence, is a collection of intimate and profoundly personal originals bridging the realms of spirituality and the natural world. This is her first album on Shanachi and a testament to her undeniable talent, as well as a harmonious collaboration with none other than her father, the great Kim Waters, and Chris Big Dog Davis, who produced two of its ten tracks. Join us as we uncover the layers of inspiration, emotion and innovation that define Keita Waters' musical landscape. Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air, this is the Jazz's podcast. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the Jazz's podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. You know, the way we like to start these podcasts here at the Jazz's podcast headquarters, wherever they may be, west of Ireland at the moment, is we, I like to, as I like to put it, collect memories and break the proverbial ice by asking the artists I speak with to kind of share a memory from early life or childhood of when they realized that, you know, music was a thing for them. Now, of course, I'm aware that you were born in a musical family. <laughs> so, yeah. you, you know, that must have been, that must be particularly difficult for you. But is, is there maybe one memory that you have when you remember thinking, you know, I might want to be a musician when I grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I've I've been playing piano since, well, officially since I was six, but I was sitting on my dad's lap at 10 months old trying to figure out how to play. Um, as far as uh, wanting to be uh, a pianist, I didn't think I was going to be a solo artist. You know, I was uh, taking lessons all through high school and um, I loved, you know, watching Alicia Keys back in the day and her seeing her tour around the country. So I thought I was going to be a background supporting keyboardist. So that was my interest at the time. And then I started to get into composition. Um, around 13 or 14, I started writing my own songs. And that's when my inner artistry was cultivated. And I realized, hey, I, I think I can do my own thing here and pursue my own sound. I read in a statement, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your parents, I mean, your father obviously is the great Kim Waters, but your parents recognized your musical talents before you could even walk. So, I mean, that yeah. is, is an important thing for every artist, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, 
and even just to have parents that were supportive of a career in the arts. You know, a lot of parents, they'll push for careers that have more stability. And, you know, luckily I had my dad who was right in the thick of things. So I'm grateful for my parents' support and they encouraged me. I even got my degree in classical piano. So I, I went all the way with this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, speaking of your father, you guys actively collaborate together as well. And he must have been a great, you know, huge influence. Uh, but back in those formative years, you mentioned Alicia Keys. What were, would have been some of your other uh, musical influences? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a wide range of influences. You know, I'm classically trained. So the music of Chopin and Mozart and Beethoven, uh, Bach, Maurice Ravel, all of those classical pianists, they were instrumental in shaping my writing as an artist, you know, understanding the musical theory really is a nice bed for my writing. So that was one big influence in the classical arena. In the jazz market, I have to say George Duke, um, a big influence of mine, not just from a pianistic perspective, but he was also a great producer as well. And so a lot of um, my producing was inspired by him. He was really innovative with the sounds he used, very eclectic. So I try to fuse a lot of that to my music as well. Oscar Peterson's a big influence. And then, you know, I grew up in church, so I have that inspirational gospel element to my music as well. Uh, you mentioned Chopin too, and whenever I think of his music, I, I think, you know, he would have been a great jazz player. <laughs> yeah, just this, his runs and the way he was able to weave in and out of harmony is just so beautiful. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, uh, you know, aside from music, I also understand that, you know, you're a great lover of nature. So many of your songs, including on Presence, your your new album, uh, refer to water, wind, all of these different elements and things. So, so do you feel like you're constantly inspired by nature in your work? I am. Well, for me, I just feel most connected to God through nature. You know, Apogee, my first album had to do with outer space. Coevolve had to do with, you know, the life of a plant and botany, me growing underground and blossoming into the woman I am today. And then ocean, I'm sorry, presence has to do with the ocean, you know, just hmm. weaving my music in with the ocean life-giving theme. And, you know, I just love to connect everything together back to nature because it's such a beautiful environment. I love people to feel those elements when they listen to my music. So do you spend a lot of time in nature? Uh, I, I wish I could spend more time. I wish, <laughs> but I do. I do. You know, my life is very busy. You know, I'm home a lot. If I'm not creating, I'm, you know, doing a lot of emails, admin, setting up things and bookings and things like that. So in my free time, I enjoy you know, going to the beach if I'm nearby, if I'm near the ocean or, you know, going for a stroll, watching the sunset. It just calms me and centers me. So I really enjoy, you know, those moments with nature. So you mentioned uh, presence there and I want to get into it a bit more because it is a word full of meaning and you've revealed some of it there in your previous answer, but I'd like to know more about what it is about this word and how it kind of describes what was happening in terms of the music making process for this new album and also just as a driving concept for this new album as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, presence again, all about the ocean and my music is all a reflection of how I best connect with God. And, you know, over the past couple of years, we've all just come through just great deal of turmoil with COVID, lots of loss. And 
I just found a lot of peace and joy anytime I could get by the water. I felt a lot of uh, tranquility and serenity anytime I was by a body of water. And that was instrumental in influencing this new theme. So presence is what's what I would want someone to feel God's presence when they listen to the music, you know, just the ebbs and flows of you know, what water might make one feel, you know, water kisses, the feeling of, which is one of the songs on the album, water kisses, that feeling of sticking your feet in the sand for the first time and the water just rubbing up against your feet or oceans of love, acoustic winds, just the breeze that you might feel when you're on the beach. I really just want people to come to this peaceful place with me, this peaceful journey. I really invite people to come with me as they listen and you know, just get a piece of my world. Presence. The track you are hearing is from Presence, the latest album by Kayla Waters, available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Kayla Waters. Yeah, that's interesting because even just looking at the titles of this album, I noticed that many of them evoke strong and unique imagery. It's almost like there's an aesthetic element to them and then there's the sonic element, you know, Water Kisses, uh, Murky Moon, Oceans of Love is another one that comes to mind. So regarding your compositional process, um, do you, so how does that happen? Do you start off with an image in your head and think of ways to interpret it or do you write a piece and then thing about what it is that it evokes in you or is it a bit of both absolutely well first i love that you called it a piece because i view my my songs as pieces like little mini pieces little compositions um for me i'm i'm a very conceptual writer so i have the title in mind it's kind of like a painter you might see the end goal or if a painter has a portrait and they want to paint this landscape of the ocean and some birds flying in the in the distance so i kind of have this portrait in my head and i'm trying to figure out how i can musically paint what this portrait might look like if someone were to look at it so you know oceans of love i'm trying to figure out how can i musically illustrate what oceans of love might sound like how can i musically illustrate for instance acoustic wind what that might sound like so the sounds i use when it when it comes to production are very instrumental in that so i'm very specific you know like acoustic wind i used a wind sound so i get really really down to the details with that little that little stuff so i love the way that you put it as if you were a painter you know and that makes me think, of course, you know, a painter has their their set of brushes, their paints and all of that stuff. 
musicians have musical instruments, but then there's also the technological aspect of your music. And I wondered whether you're someone who likes to experiment with that. I mean, you know, to kind of try to find the right sounds and, you know, try to find the right tools that help you communicate what it is that you want to communicate. Exactly. Yes. I will sit and search for the right loop. I'll sit and search for the right string sound that will help to uh, bring the vision of the song to life. So I'm very picky about what sounds I'm using for which songs, you know, even for Undulation, the single, there's a, um, it's very faint in the song, but there's like a, a water loop that's inside of that song because Undulation has to do with the ebbs and flows of ocean waves. So I really try to paint paint the titles and what they might look like. And, you know, I feel like this is something that I'm always curious about because I'm always fascinated about the process of creation and whether it really is creation to some people, you know, when it comes to compositions in particular, but whether it is creation or it's discovery, what do you think it is? I mean, is it is it more like creation or something that's out there and you're somehow channeling it? I think it's a bit of both for me. So for instance, just my my process from start to finish. So I have my baby grand piano. I always start at the grand piano because I feel that it's a living, breathing instrument. So I always have my chordal concepts there. So I come up with the, the, the what do I call it? Just like the sketch of the song, your chorus, your verse chords, and what the bridge might look like. And then I come over to the studio and I lay that whole format down and then I can begin to color things in. And then I call it the core four. I do. So I lay the keyboard part down, which is the chordal formatting of the song. Then I do the bass line, the kick drum and the snare. So any song has to have those four components. That's like the heartbeat of any song. And then from there, I, it goes into more of a discovery. So I can kind of paint it in however I feel in that moment, but it's, I think it's a discovery, a lot, a lot of discovery. That first part is intentional creation, but when it comes to the producing side, it's a lot of discovery and, and I go off a feeling what feels good in that moment. So do you view it in different, as if it was different steps, basically, like you, you go into the recording studio and then it's almost like it's a new type of work or is it all or more organic than that? Well, it's organic, but it's kind of interesting. I, you know, like when I'm at the piano, I can hear the end result of the song. And the challenge is how do I get it to sound like that in the studio? So I can hear the groove and the rhythm. And then it's just a challenge for me. Hmm, can I program the, the kick drum like how I hear it in my head? So I think that end goal helps, helps to drive that creative process. Hmm. And because so much of your music is also about, you know, mood, atmosphere, you know, is there anything that you do to get into that right frame of mind? Because sometimes I realize we're only human, so maybe we're having a bad day. And this is music that tries to kind of not, you know, not think of all that stuff or put you in a good place. So is there any trick to that? (laughs) Yes. Well, for me, well... I notice in the evenings, my phone is much more quieter. I'm not getting as many calls or texts or emails. So evening time, the day is kind of dwindling. The sun is going down. I feel most creative at night. Um, so I light a candle, you know, or multiple candles. I love candles. Have a little glass of red wine and, you know, I just kind of go to town with it. And then sometimes I, I'll start like around seven or eight. And I remember this one time I looked up and it was 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I just get so lost in it. 
and I forget what time it is. <laughs> so wow. definitely knowing what times, you know, work for you. For me, it's evening time, but also sometimes I like early morning writing as well. It just kind of depends on the vibe and, and what, what I have going on for different days. And I guess also the people who are around you, you know, helping you uh, create this, this new work, right? Let's talk about some of the people who helped you uh, with presence. Well, it was a, a, a small team for this one. My dad and I did all the producing with the exception of two songs. Uh, Chris Big Dog Davis, he uh, did the production on Water Kisses and Pianissimos. Uh, but of course, all the writing was me. And um, my dad and I, we did all the production on the on the rest of the tunes. So I did my work here in D.C. and then I flew to Atlanta for a week. And my dad and I, we finished it up, ad- added the bells and whistles on each song. And, you know, it was a wrap after that. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, Kayla, now that the album is out, what's next for you? Are you on the road much these days? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm getting ready to getting ready to pick up. August is a busy month. Um, I'm doing a couple of workshops at some schools. I'm doing the uh, Norfolk Jazz Festival. My dad and I, um, that's in Virginia. I'm doing another show um, later that month. Um, Jazz in the Country Festival. Uh, I'll be in California in September and October. So lots of stuff going on. But to be honest with you, I'm really you know, how, how you had mentioned, you know, the, the conceptualization of my writing, I'm really trying to expand on that. And I'm really looking to get into film scoring. So, you know, since my music is very cinematic, it's very imaginative, it's got a lot of the landscaping elements to it, I want to, you know, see how I can dibble and dabble in the TV and film areas as well. So that's the next big thing I'm working on. So that's it. That's interesting because I'm uh, a big film fan and I'm just, I'd, I'd like to ask you more about this. So why is it that this is an ambition of yours? Is, this, is it something that you've kind of, uh, it's occurred to you in the past while or is there something about just the cinematic art form that draws you in? I feel that it's the job of a film scorer or whoever's composing the music for a film to bring that imagery to light and I feel that I naturally do that with my own songs I'll have a image or a visual in mind and the music just brings that whole title to life so I want to explore using my giftings in that in that way so I feel that I, I have a natural inclination to do that already so I'm just searching for connections and people that are involved in that area so I can take stab at it <laughs> that's awesome we'll watch the space Kayla but in the meantime thank you very much for joining us it's been an amazing conversation and I remind our listening audience that uh, your new album which they should definitely check out is titled Presence so thanks again thank you you enjoyed my conversation with Kayla Waters. Her new album Presence is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz's Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzes.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. 
And as music from Presence, from Kayla Waters, plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. Music